Welcome to the Caris Christian Center podcast. I'm really excited as we've come back together, our first meeting here in the month of January 2021. Um, what I'm going to call today's message is tuned in. Like you can really tell people are really tuned in, but what are you tuned into? And I know um, when I was younger, teenage, young womanhood or whatever, you know, a lot of times people are always going around singing things like hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders, don't upset us, or you deserve a break today. You know, so it's really easy to, there's, you could say there is fruit in our lives. It's easy to see what people are tuned into. But I want to encourage all of us and remind all of us to make sure you're tuning in to the right thing. And, um, and so we're going to look at some things in the Bible today, look at some good examples of, you, again, you can tell it's evident what people are, are tuned into. And um, we've had a couple of trips recently, some here in the States, some even um, out of the country. And so you're sitting right, I, I love, can I just say it? I, I love how we are told to social distance until you get on an airplane. And then they sit you on each other's laps. And um, there's absolutely no social distancing whatsoever. I've been on two flights that every seat was packed. And elbows are touching for people you don't even know. And so it just makes a great time to talk to people and get to know people. And and you can just see where they're tuned into and what they're oblivious to. Um, they'll make a big deal about one thing. And I'm like, well, what did you think about all the burning, looting and murdering? I wasn't going to make this political, but it was just interesting as you're talking to people. I'm like, well, what did you think about that? And they're like, well, like, what do you mean? (laughs) And I'm like, so people are tuned into what they want to (laughs) be tuned into. And so I know what we are really focusing on here is keeping tuned in to God, keeping tuned into the spiritual things, because God is still on the throne. Jesus still is at the right hand of God, interceding for us. And we are called to such a time as this. And the Bible tells us that there will be nations that rise against nation, and different things are going to happen. And and it says when it looks really bad, the end has not come. It's going to get worse. But look up because your redemption draws nigh. And this is the sign. And this is what our focus is here. This is the sign to the entire world. The gospel will be preached to every creature. The gospel will be preached. And you think, how long will this go on? God is a merciful God. He wants everyone to have opportunity to get right in their relationship with him. So how exciting that we're all here now. We're all in this together to literally get the message around the, the world. Isn't that exciting that we get to be part of the news, the people that share the news? And I'm going to, at the very end of today, I am going to have my daughter-in-law, Heather, come up. I'm giving you a little warning. I like what you shared about as you were running errands yesterday and how you just really see the opportunity to shine your light. And so I'm going to have Heather just come up at the end and just give a, a short testimony. But see, it's really important what we stay tuned into. You can just be freaked out all the time or mad out all the time or see that what a great time to live that we get to share this amazing news. Like you all have God in you. You've all received Jesus Christ. I'm assuming if not at the end, we will pray. You can come and receive Jesus Christ. But we are all carrying him everywhere we go. And it's such good news. What do women like to do when you have good news? 
You want to share it with, <laughs> you want to, you want to share it with somebody and how what God has done in your life and transformed you and all the amazing things that he's done and helped you through those difficult times. And so we don't need to waste a moment being depressed or sad or, or feel like, why aren't things going my way? Have it your way. Again, <laughs> you can tell what I heard a lot when I was a kid. So, you know, so praise God again, tuned in. And we're going to look at a passage in Matthew and um, look at some people who are living their life just like, like all of us. And it's just really evident to see through this passage, this is Matthew 14, um, verses 25 through 33, um, what it looks like when someone's tuned in. And again, this is Matthew chapter 14, 25 through 33. And this is talking about regarding Jesus's disciples. And they had just been ministering to a multitude of people. If you read above that, you'll see that's when they had the miraculously feeding of the boys lunch and fed thousands of people. So they had been ministering for a period of time. And Jesus sends them in the boat, sends them off. And then it says how Jesus went to go pray and um, in the, in the midst of all that, as the disciples are out there, the boat begins to be tossed with waves. So again, you might think, I thought I heard the voice of the Lord tell me to do something and a storm hit. I think we've all had those moments like, I really thought I was moving in what he told me to do. You know, a lot of people are like, why didn't this happen like this past week or yesterday? Why didn't this happen? And I'm like, it might have not happened what, how we all thought it should, but it doesn't mean you might see, it might make sense later. You know what I mean? And so... I think even Jesus' disciples are like, you know, he told us to get in the boat. He told us to do this. And then a storm hits. And so again, let's look at starting in verse 25. And it was verse 24 that said, now in the middle of this, the sea tossed by the waters for the wind was contrary. Have you ever had anything contrary happen to you? Like you've read the Bible more than once. You know the word, you know who God is, but you had something contrary and so this is what's going on here. So like I said, this is a great um, example and story in the Bible for all of us. So again, together, 25 through 33. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Isn't that awesome? So just think about it. They had been ministering. He sent them on. They, they run into some contrary circumstances. And so then here comes Jesus and he's walking on the sea. And uh, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear, verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them. Don't you love it when you're going through something contrary and there is that perfect still voice that comes and says, calm, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I love, remember, we're talking about tuned in. When we're tuned in, you're spending time with the Lord. And, you know, we live in this world, but there is the spiritual realm, too. And that's what I'm talking about. When you're tuned in, you hear those voice, the, the simple voice of the Holy Spirit leading you this way, and it's going to be okay. And so um, anyway, they're like, it's, they cried out in fear, but 27 says, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. Isn't that awesome? How many times does it say that in the Bible? Don't be afraid. Go ahead and, and remind the person next to you, don't be afraid. Be of good cheer because we know who God is. We know that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will not pass away. 
And so I love this. And Peter answered him and said, and this is what I love. This is what I'm using as an example, what it looks like when you're tuned in. Because out of all the people in the Bible, this is the only time it says it. So pretty amazing. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, come. <laughs> and when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to seek, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, and that's a really good statement there, like, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Like, it's going to be okay. Amen. Keep your eye on God. Keep your eye on the Lord. But when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. And we're kind of, like I said, we're looking at Peter, because I believe he was really tuned in, because of all the people, I mean, there was other disciples, but, you know, um, Peter went to Jesus and he walked on the water. He did something that is not feasible without the Lord. I believe that the Lord has called all of us as his daughters to do things that are not feasible on our own. But with him, it is. So we need to not be afraid, be of good cheer, and keep our eyes fixed on him. Keep tuned into him and his kingdom and how do we do that? By spending time in prayer, spending time in the word. And that's what we're going to um, look at. So my first point is this, choose to enter in. You know, we're looking at this story and Peter chose to enter in, didn't he? He's like, well, if it's you, call me. And that's what I say every morning. Don't you say that every morning? I choose to enter in. And so I just have a scripture. To, again, um, we're going to still be making reference to Matthew. You might want to put your finger there, or extra piece of paper. But let's go to Psalm uh, 100. And there's so many different passages, but again, choose to enter in. So what am I talking about when I say choose to enter in? And in Psalm um, chapter 100, verse four, it says this, it says, enter in into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Does this say only when things are not contrary? So the consistency here is, again, we're tuned in. We understand that we live in a world that can be contrary. We understand that there's unexpected storms that come, even when we know that we are in God's will because we obeyed him. Things can be contrary. But it says, you know, this is what I like to do every day is enter in with praise and thanksgiving. I'm just going to praise him. And have you noticed that's what we do on Sundays? We come together and we just decide that we're going to worship him and give him glory and thanks because he's God, not based on what happened five days ago, five hours ago, or even five minutes ago. You see what I'm saying? I choose to enter in. And um, I like what it says also, they, they don't have all these scriptures because as you know, when you, the more time you spend with God, he keeps giving you more and more scriptures. So they might not have all of them up there, but um, we're still in Psalm 100. And if you just look at verse one and two, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you land, serve the Lord's gladness, come before his presence with singing. So I'm tuned into him and I choose to enter in there. Just like I said, you can travel, you can even just go, run errands across the city, and you can see where people are choosing to enter in. I don't think we have to be mad and upset, regardless of who you are. You can still choose to enter in with gladness because God is still God. 
And we all know, we've all read from Genesis to Revelations. I know who wins, Revelation. You know, we know who wins. We know eternity is a very long time. And that's what we're really living our life for. So if every day of your life here doesn't always look like you think or you thought, you know, and I was talking to someone else just briefly, like using Joseph as an example. Remember when Joseph had that vision of you know, his family bowing down to him, you know, and, and just the, the whole circumstances he went to till he got to that place in that time, that prophecy or that dream or vision was years later. And so your timing and our culture, and I mentioned this with someone, I, I think Miss Kim, she might still be out there. But our culture is we want to be able to order our food and have someone throw it through a window in two minutes. Or you miss God because it didn't happen in two minutes and 30 seconds. And, and so, you know, it's just what are you tuned into? You need to be of good cheer. And I think even that just shows people something when you have peace, no matter what, that even when it's contrary, we know that the Bible says, I believe it's John 16, 33, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome it. So every day I get up, I choose to enter in to worshiping him and know that I am victorious no matter what contrary circumstances I come across. Does that make sense? And so I love it that Peter was on this boat. It says boat, ship, boat, whatever. My Bible says boat, whatever that means or whatever it looked like, however big. I don't know. But he was in there with other people. But he was the only one that actually went out. He ventured out. In other words, I believe he was really tuned into things and had that revelation. And we're going to look at that scripture that he really had the revelation. It wasn't just, I understand your name is Jesus. I know you're Jesus, but he had the spiritual revelation of it too. And that's what I'm talking about. It's one thing to have a head knowledge and talk about stuff. And it's another thing to have it in your heart and soul and really be connected even in the spiritual things, because we are made up of a, of a body, but also a spirit, Right. And a lot of times people forget that and they just look at the, the physical part and what they see with their eyes or see how they feel. But you got to have be tuned in spiritually, too. Is this all making sense? I feel like this is kind of deep for our first time back, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm just like, you know, it's just to me so evident. Like, what are you tuned into? And when you're tuned into, there's going to be this this peace that even though things are contrary it's just really understanding what does it mean to live in the presence of God forever? Like, because those who do not live in his presence forever, I'm just going to say it like it is, they go to a place of darkness. It's called hell or Hades. But, and we think, okay, well, I've been where it's dark. I mean, you know, I'm just trying to picture what does that really mean? You know, we're talking about like forever. We're not talking about, okay, we had a storm, there's a blackout, we're all getting our flashlights and a candle lit. We're talking about the darkness is you won't even be able to see your hand in front of your face, like forever. Not just for one storm or one night, forever. You can get my point, right? I mean, forever is a long time. And it's not just that it's absolute darkness where you can't see, any, so you're going to be bumping into other people there or bumping into stuff forever, but you are separated from God. You are separated from his very presence forever. We're all created to 
have a relationship or fellowship with him. We were created indestructible to live forever. To, but to live forever with him, communing with him. And so to be separated forever, we weren't created to have that ever happen. But he created us to have our own, to make our own, our own will, our own choices. And because of his goodness, because man did make some bad choices and fell, he didn't want us to have to live in that condition forever. So that's when things were shortened but we still can live with him. For, does this all make sense? Isn't this awesome? So again, I'm talking about being tuned in. I'm just trying to keep it all in perspective here. Everyone's been pretty uptight and pretty riled about things. And it's like, let's get back to the basics. What are you really tuned into? Do you really understand who you are? What's really going on here? And that these are the most exciting times to live in to keep telling people about the Lord because that is what his Bible says is the greatest sign is it's, it's going to be a sign to everyone that this message will go around the world and everyone will have an opportunity to come to the knowledge of him. And we get to be a part of that. It doesn't matter if you don't go around the world in 80 days, but you can go around the block. You can go around the aisles up and down the store and just shine that light in that peace and be ready in those moments that the Lord creates for us. You know, there's people that are crying out. And he sends us right across our path. So be tuned in so you see these amazing opportunities. And don't get, be tuned into the wrong stuff. I'm sorry, I'm not going to buy this. There's no unity business, okay? I'm not buying it. There is unity. I'm not buying it. People love it when people are courteous and kind, no matter if you're male or gender, or no matter the color of your skin, or what country you're from, or what job you have. Kindness goes a long ways. Kindness is a, a, a language that just simple gestures of just being nice. There is unity. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that we're divided. You get, my, you get it, right? I'm not buying it. You know, we choose what we want to buy. I'm not buying it. <laughs> so, so there. So anyway... <laughs> I'm tuned in. I'm choosing to enter into the things of the Lord. So if we go back to Matthew, is this all making sense to everyone? Yeah. And um, sorry, I better keep an eye on the clock too. I'm so excited to be back together. Yeah. Amen. I'm so excited. But in Ma and this is what I want to bring out again in Matthew 14. So we're talking about choose to enter in. I just shared a few scriptures in Psalm 100, that we can choose to enter in. And of course, the, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will what? What's the word? Continually. So that's every day, even Inauguration Day. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his... What's that, ladies? No. <laughs> praise will continually be in my mouth. Isn't that amazing? You know, the more you spend time with him in, in his presence and in the word, it just, it, it revives us. It just revives us. Hallelujah. And so I like what, again, we read in Matthew 14, but look at 27 through 29. And um, anyway, immediately Jesus spoke to him saying, be of good cheer and do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, well, Lord, if it's you, command me to come. And so the Lord... To me, Jesus gave him the invitation, come. And so 
Out of all the disciples, what did he choose to do? Come. He chose to enter in or stay connected or be with the Lord. Amen. And that's how I want to live my life every day. When the Lord says, come, come this way, do this. It's like, okay. And so I, did you all hear my brief testimony on Sunday? We were out of town and, and I will be honest, we, we decided it was a trip we planned a year ago and, and we did have this discussion. We knew we could travel anywhere before January 20th. Just being honest, it's wisdom. I'm like, as long as we get there and back, because we had numerous people in our family and other friends say, don't go, but we're like, you know, it's all going to be fine. And um, so anyway, like I said, it was a trip we planned a year in advance. So we went there, but we were just um, vacationing and, and there were some stands there at the hotel we we're staying at. And just as I walked by and we just seriously went just to be on vacation, not to do anything. Have, and, you, and I mean, my husband was still pretty busy. But I mean, it wasn't like I had an agenda where, you know, you take an extra suitcase to shop or, you know, you just, you have this list of, we didn't have, I didn't have an itinerary. I just wanted to chill. But when I passed by this certain little stand, this certain little, and I didn't even see them. I didn't even make any eye contact with any of them. There's like three or four of them there. And they were allowed to be there because of the hotel, whatever. But something just said, do business with that person. Isn't that interesting? Just as I walked by, it was just like what Jesus said, here come. But it was just like, do business with that person. And they kind of said something. And I said, well, I'll be back. And, I, and then I, but I never made eye contact, just went about what I wanted to do. And it was like several days later, you know, because I told them I would come. And the Lord said, go. And so you see this necklace? Okay, that's what I bought. Just so you know, the Lord said, do business with them. And that's when my husband's like, is it real? And I'm like, I don't know if it's real. The Lord just said, do business with them. So I did, but it turned out this person just loved the Lord and they were just like a little evangelist there. They were just telling, and there were some interesting people there. <laughs> Be honest. And this person was just so excited about the Lord and he told me all about his church. And if you've all met Bobby and Lynn Crow, missionaries we support, he sounded a lot like he went to a church like theirs, but he's in a different area. And just everything their church was doing, he was so excited. And, and you know, what I learned from that, if the Lord has to bring someone from another country to support your business, to make up for the time you were shut down, we gave this person a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? Just because the Lord said, do business with him. And, and I thought, God, how good are you? Because he had been shut down for like eight months or whatever. And he was testifying how someone from New York came like right at the first week after they were open again, because there was hardly anyone there. Do y'all understand like where we were? There was hardly any business. And this is people's livelihood. You all understand what we've seen here in our own country, that unless they open up. And I thought, how interesting that God will send people to other countries or wherever and tell Christians or whomever to go support you. When I didn't need a necklace, but the Lord said, of course, I love it, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, it just it even blessed me after I got a chance to meet him, that he was a covenant man. And that's what I told him. I'm like, I said, I didn't come to shop or spend any money, you know, but I said, God told me to come over here and you're a covenant man. And so after my husband had given me the, you know, was it real jury? You know what? This man was only here so many days and it was, um, we were still going to spend one more night, but it was, I'm just telling you all this because I think, I think it's God's goodness. I hope it encourages you that God is going to take care of you, whoever you are, whatever you do. And you can share this with other people. 
It doesn't matter who he sends their way, but he's going to make up whatever the enemy tried to cause a loss in you. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we had cash. I wasn't going to take any. But the Lord, I just feel like I was supposed to take some. And this man got it all. I didn't shop anywhere else. We did it all there. Just emptied the boat out. Here you go. And so it was like he was only going to be there 15 more minutes because he could only work there so many days or whatever. And then, and then we were going to part ways. And I knew he only had 15 more minutes to his shift. And I knew we had cle- were cleaned up and we were going to go somewhere to eat. And my husband's like, Let's go- I want to go see that man again. And then this is what my husband bought. So, I mean, I'm just showing you. And, um, and that's really not normal. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, he buys me stuff, but we didn't go there to shop. And it, this was his idea. Now he was jumping on the bandwagon to go support this person. And, and, you know, he likes a good deal and, and we just bless this person. That's when he said, I'm pretty sure I gave him more money than was needed. And it was so odd to hear him go from, is this real to, I want to go see that person. It was so awesome. To, it was like, you've, it's like you had a reconnection with a brother. They were talking and talking about ministry and churches and exchanging things. And it's just like, it doesn't matter where you travel. Um, you meet family. And he was a covenant man. And like I said, he was uh, so amazing to watch him witness to people. And so I'm, I'm just saying that to encourage you that stay tuned in to God He's going to take care of us. And, it, you know, it doesn't matter if whatever you need, if a bush grows in your backyard bearing whatever fruit you need. You see what I'm saying? I, I don't think you can fall for this fear tactic and you can fall for this everyone hates one another. That is not true. Amen. It's a boatload of lies. People care about people no matter where you travel. And so the next thing I have for my notes, so, so the first thing was choose to enter in. Praise God, and I know I'm, you all chose to enter in. You're here. And those watching right now, you chose to enter in and come fellowship with one another and encourage one another and pray for one another. The next thing I have here is meditate. You can tell it's really important what you choose to meditate on. And so the Bible talks about this. This is Psalm, and we've read this a lot, but this is Psalm chapter 1 and verse 2. This is awesome. And of course it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates. How often? Day and night. And again, you can tell what people have been regurgitating or meditating on day and night, especially when you do travel. It's like, wow. Oh, so another thing I thought was really funny. So we're on one of these planes where you're packed in like sardines. And the little gal, I love I love young people that don't know the Lord. I'm looking at some young people who are powerhouses here, but it's pretty precious. Well, they said they were a Christian, but anyway, they were making this comment. They're like, oh yeah. Um, and I don't know if somebody told them something to help them overcome their fear of flying, but they're sitting next to me with their mask all over their face, which is fine. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do when you go on a plane, but they're like, oh yeah, an airplane is the safest place you can be. And I'm just like, la, 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 la. You know, I was just like, and I didn't say anything. Like, I wasn't going to, like, prove them wrong. Like, you know, the fact if you sneeze, I mean, actually, someone who travels all the time told me that one. I didn't even think of that. But I was just like, 
I just kind of, you know, I, you don't have to win every, um, every discussion, do you? And I thought, you know, bless your little heart. If you have peace and really feel like this is this even safer than grocery stores and safer. And I'm like, I just did this. I mean, we all kind of have a mask on, so they didn't see my face. I'm like, you know, if, if that's what you think, that's good. That's good. Somebody gave him a little pep talk. And so <laughs> I was like, okay, hallelujah. So anyway, so it is important what you meditate on. And they chose to meditate on a good thought. So that was good. <laughs> Hallelujah. So uh, let's go to Joshua 1.8. I love this. So it really is important what you meditate on, isn't it? Because the rest of you responds to it. So again, that's a pretty good example, isn't it? So praise God. So in Joshua 1, 8, it says, uh, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Isn't that awesome? So again, I can still choose to enter in. I can still choose to meditate on his word. And it says, Then I will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success, because you are really following him. And some of you have heard our story. When we moved here, we had, we'd had started a church in rural America. It was paid for. Our, our house was paid for. Our cattle business, like we had corrals and all that, a feedlot, a small feedlot, all that was paid for. And the Lord sent us here and spoke to us and said, come start a church here. And I'm saying that because, again, in the natural, it didn't look real good. I mean, it wasn't like we had, like, this boatload of income or boatload of people we came and it was our second time of starting a church from ground zero there was um no congregation there was no uh salary or benefit package or benefits other than what the bible says bless the lord all my soul you know and psalm 103 you know who daily loads us with his benefits there's the world world or corporate benefits and then there's god's benefits and um and so when we came here you know in the natural it looked pretty rough and, um, you know, we bought a, a fixer-upper, which Carla knows because her son helped us paint the outside. And, um, but, you know, there's that scripture. It's, I believe it's Isaiah 119. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And so when we came, even though it didn't look promising, and when we came, our children were in fifth and seventh, ninth grade. So that's kind of an interesting time to uproot them. But, you know, they're all blessed and like we're blessed. And, and my husband and I were talking about as we came back from this trip and, and he's had some testimonies. He'll have more. But just different things that happen. It's just it's a God thing. It's not us. It's not because we are so smart and we are so perfect. It's because he's so good. And we chose to enter in. We chose to meditate on his word, even when things looked contrary. But it didn't change his word or change him or our relationship. Does that make sense? And so you just see that as you meditate on his word, that just keeps everything in the right perspective spiritually. Isn't that awesome? Are you guys excited? I'm just like, I'm still like, God, you are so good. You are just so good. And it's a God thing. Again, it's not being the smartest person or perfect it has nothing because even we're using peter as an example here we all know that he denied before do you remember the story before the cock crowed three times <laughs> in other words we're all people has anyone had a flesh moment 
I try to find a closet in those moments, but I'm just, we're, we're people and sometimes, <laughs> I'm not trying to just look, okay, I'm just, <laughs> I know she can out, but sometimes, I mean, um, you know, we all see when kids have a tantrum, but you know, did you know adults can have tantrums? And I like how in the Bible, the Lord still embraces these people and they're still used as pretty amazing examples. So there's hope for all of us. I always say it's because I'm a middle child from five of us and sometimes you just want to be heard. No, I'm just, I'm just teasing. But anyway, we got to stay focused. So if you go back to Matthew, got to be real. So we're, st we're still on... Um, the second point, meditate, and I got, oh my gosh, I got to really move it along. You probably want to hear the end of the story. So back in uh, Matthew 14, 30, I love it. Remember, we're talking about meditate, but I like it. When he, when he um, saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. My point is, when you know you're sinking, say, Lord, save me or help, say help. It's good to know God's word and to go to God's word and go to him even in your time of need. I mean, you know, he just had something miraculous. Have you ever had something contrary, but then something miraculous? And then shortly after you're like, help. And, you know, we just saw something miraculous. How many people walked on the water? But then he got his eyes back off who he needed to stay focused on and back on the contrary of the events and started sinking again. But he did something smart. He said, help. <laughs> it's okay to say help, ladies. And then I like that the Bible says, God is with you. Um, this is my third point. So the first was choose to enter in, meditate. And the third thing, I love this. Ladies, always remember this and teach your children, teach your grandchildren. God is with you. Again, there's always messages trying to make us feel separated, isolated, even isolated from God because we see things and we're like, why, why didn't it happen the way I really thought in my head it was supposed to happen? But don't forget, God is with you. And this is Matthew 14, 31, where it says, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. He was never left alone. Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. Just turn quickly. We're, we've got to wind down here. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Um, this says, um, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. I love that. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we boldly can say, the Lord is my helper in any circumstance. We're still in Hebrews, like you can tell, I'm kind of going fast now, I've got to wind it up. Hebrews, but it's our first time back. I guess I had a lot to say. I've, six weeks, I've been like holding it all in. So thank you, everyone, live streaming. Uh, hope you're still with us. <laughs> Hebrews, stay tuned in. Don't change that dial. <laughs> you can tell what, what age I'm from. So Hebrews 10.35 tells us this. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Isn't this a great scripture for all of us right now? Don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward. And I like it. There's a couple other translations that put it this way. Do not let this happy trust in the Lord die away no matter what happens. Remember your reward. Passion says it this way. So don't lose your bold, courageous faith, for you are destined for a great reward. I love that. Yeah. Um, just write this down because then we're going to go. I have one more point. But Joshua 1.9, it says, again, how the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's probably up there. Last point. Point four is revelation. 
And this is where we've all heard the story again, using Peter's example, turn to Matthew 16. Like I said, I've got to wind it up here. In Matthew 16, maybe you're all familiar with this. Um, and it's up there on there. Uh, Matthew 16, 15 through 17. And they're talking about, Jesus is asking them, well, who do people say that I am? And then it comes to this question. And he says to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. So having the revelation, remember we're talking about being tuned in and having that spiritual revelation on things. Isn't this amazing? I believe all of us, we can tell as we're fellowshipping one, with one another that we really do know who God is, that we have a living, active relationship with him, that we can hear his voice and we can minister to people wherever we are. And it's pretty exciting. But I like that. He says, you know, flesh and blood didn't reveal. This is a spiritual thing. So we're so tuned in that we have it even in the spiritual thing. And then Matthew 14, 33 tells us this, and this was the end of that um, passage that we looked at earlier. But then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. And that's the place that we want to be in that we can say, truly, he is the son of God. And he really did go to the cross for us. And so I just have this in conclusion. They might not have it on, on the screen because it's something that came later. But I like what Psalm 1611 says. You will show me the path of life. Again, ladies, Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So in his presence, there is joy. No matter what. No matter if things are contrary, there is still that uh, joy that just resonates in us. Because we've read the end of the book. Thanks for listening to the Caris Christian Center podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, product, or more information about the ministry, go to www.carischristiancenter.com or call us at 719 418 4000.